With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. There it is, five-year NFL vet Bucky Brooks in. Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. Bucky in tonight. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Bucky at Bucky Brooks. And we got some big NFL coming your way in a few minutes. Look, Aaron Rodgers is out speaking. We have situations involving Dak Prescott. But uh, a couple of weird things in Major League Baseball. And, you know, I've, I've been – covering and watching sports a long time. You know, Bucky's been playing and covering sports a long time. Bucky, you ever see a player get so mad at, at an official that he throws his belt at him? That ever happen in any I, games I, you played? I, I can't say that I've ever seen that. That's a new one for me. <laughs> no one got upset like a holding penalty or a pass interference call. They take off their belt and throw it at the ref? I, I just have not seen that. That is that is a new thing where you, you, you take your belt off. So the belt was on – it was around the uniform pants, and he whips it off and throws it at <laughs> – that is a new one for me. Uh, right now, the White Sox and A's are going to the eighth inning. White Sox lead this 3-2. to two. Now, Lance Lynn, who has had a phenomenal year for the White Sox – 
was asked after an inning for one of those checks that they've been doing in Major League Baseball to make sure no one's loading up the ball, you're not doing anything illegal. Lance Lynn walks into the dugout, and the umpire comes over, wants to check his glove like normal, and then you see Lance Lynn's belt just fly at the umpire. The umpire just looks up, throws him out of the game. I've never seen that. Lance Lynn took off his belt, was so upset, incensed most likely, having to uh, have this happen, that he took off his belt and threw it at the umpire. Umpire threw him out of the game, so the White Sox had to go to a new pitcher at the end of the fourth inning. I, look, I, I've, I've seen baseball for a long time. I've never seen someone throw a belt. I mean, to, to be able to, to, you know what I'm so mad I'm going to do? I'm going to throw my belt. I'm going to get my belt. i got to make sure I push it out, get it out. <laughs> then I pull it out from a, the straps and get it out, and then I'm going to throw the belt. There's so many other things you're going to do. I'm going to throw this belt at you. That, that's such an odd thing to see. Very odd. I, I, I can't. Th- I mean, there are a lot of things that are easier to throw: hats, gloves. I mean, if you want to throw a bat, but to <laughs> pull. I mean, I mean, just the belt thing. It that's that's man. You really have to be angry to think about that. Like I'm so mad. I'm throw my belt at you. <laughs> well, I get the fact that pitchers are upset about it now because when when this first came out, this is about a month or so ago, baseball wanted to stop people from loading up the baseball with spider tack and these different things to help them increase their spin rate. Look, we've been in the age of the pitcher for a while, and I, I get that, okay, in the beginning, yeah, it, you know, pl- pitchers are going to be upset, but you got to kind of go along with it because, look, you know, Clearly, it's gotten out of control. But now, here we are now. Like This is like, you know, this is like six weeks later. Suddenly, hey, Lance, we want to check you. It's like, dude, really? It's been six weeks. We're still doing this now? I mean, it's been six weeks. It's not been a store. You want me to, you want to see my belt now? So I kind of get Lance Lynn getting upset about this situation. I mean, a lot of I mean, I don't know that to throw I mean, my belt, but yeah, I, I, I got to be upset. I, I, I do. Okay, I understand a little bit of it. Like, I, I do feel like my pitches are on attack. But, I mean... It was crazy because early part of the season, no one could get a hit. No one could get a hit. <laughs> everyone was everyone was pitching like they were Nolan Ryan. Or, I mean, like like you couldn't hit them, and so it was very boring to watch. You just couldn't see runs. You no hits, no bat. And the games were over in like two hours because so they had to do something. And then you know you talk about the sticky stuff and where they were controlling the pitches, and so trying to get some of that stuff out so we can see maybe a more entertaining product, but. I understand where where pitchers feel like they're under siege, but like like relax, relax a little bit, relax a little it, bit. If you haven't done anything wrong, what are you so upset about? Yeah, right? I mean, if if you, it, yeah. it's it's an easy thing. Like I get the being upset. I get that we're still doing this, but really, in the end, it comes down to. If you haven't done anything wrong, why are you so mad? Mm. Oh, yeah, check my glove. Check it. I'm good, man. All right, here we go. Okay, there we go. Because all he did was get himself thrown out of the game. I know. <laughs> I know. That's insane. It's crazy. It's, 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 it, is bananas. it is bananas to watch, but that's where we're at. Like, everyone getting upset, everyone getting mad, the random spot check. You know, I know they feel like he feels like they're going through TSA line. The security line at, at LAX, they just kind of feel oh. like – I'm getting patted down. This this time I got to take my shoes off. I'm somewhere uh-huh. else. I don't have uh-huh. to take my shoes off. <laughs> this place I can keep the laptop in my book bag. The next place I got to take it out and my phone. Like I just want some consistency about when I'm gonna get spot checked. 
You know, it's it's funny you say that because we just flew for the first time in probably about a year, right? And we fly to Detroit out of LAX. And I thought about this because, you know, the same stuff is happening. Sometimes you have to take your shoes off. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you got to take everything out of your carry-on. Take all your laptops out. They got to be in a different thing. They got to be there. And this is all like TSA rules. And, you know, you're there for however long, you know, five minutes going through the line. And there is no shortage of at least five times I saw someone get incredibly pissed off about it. Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to do this? Why can't I do this? Why can't I hold on to this? Why do I got to take this out of my pocket? Why do I have to walk through here? And I can't imagine what it's like to, to work like an eight-hour TSA shift. Oh. Right, like to, to be to be there and have to say that where where there's no downtime, where people are like, "Hey, this is great. How are you doing? How's today? That's great. Oh, look here, I'm I'm, I'm oh I can't bring this on the plane. Oh, that's okay. I understand. I mean, it is like within five minutes, there's like five things happening, and I got to think that's what goes on all the time. And, and I don't know how you do like an eight-hour shift in TSA. I really don't. I, I don't either because I might be one of those guys that is complaining a little bit. Like, I mean, man, well, I got to take my shoes off today. I just went to San Jose and like I had my shoes on. Like, can there be some consistency? I just want consistency so I know what the rules are. How come? I, why, why do I have to take my left? I, I literally just went through this 30 minutes ago. I just – and so that I, I might be that guy that you're like, hey, go easy on the TSA age. <laughs> my, my thing was, wait, why can't I just put everything in one bin? Why, like, you know, your shoes are in one bin and your laptop's in the other bin. Okay, yeah, great. No, your phone's got to be in a different bin. I'm like, why can't I just put this stuff in one? My phone has to have its entirely own bin. Yeah. I don't think that's the rule. Yeah. And no, that's what we have to do. It's uh, it really, it's, I, 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 I can't imagine what that's like for like eight hours. I mean, that could be, it could be a TV show. I mean, maybe there's that. We get eight hours of, you know, like would you do, would you watch a channel if it was just an overhead feed of people going through TSA, right? That's all it was. But you could hear everything. You could hear what they're saying. You could hear what the people are saying. It's just a feed of people going through TSA. I think I'd watch that. Just a frustration, especially especially if you do it at a major airport like in New York, whether it's LaGuardia or JFK or uh, Chicago, if you do it at O'Hare, where you know that it's always like a ton of traffic trying to get through. I got to get to my gate. I got to get to my gate. (laughs) Oh, dude, let me tell you this, right? So the last trip we took before this one, we went to Alaska. Right? We took a cruise to Alaska. It was on my bucket list. I always wanted to go to Alaska. We had a great time. We're, it's a pretty small airport in Anchorage. Right, It's pretty small flying out. And there's a big line going through TSA. And I'm like, I cannot believe this. Why do we have such a long line through TSA? And I really don't get it. And I, I get through, and then there's this bin that they have that is filled with knives. And I go, oh, my God, what is this? And the TSA guy says... There, there's this uh, this this tourist trap place, you know, in in town where you can get a knife that's like just like a like the loggers use in in Alaska. It's it's a replica <laughs> knife and it's a really big deal and people buy it and they think they can all bring it on the plane when they get on and they can't, so they just throw it in here. He goes, we get like a hundred of these uh, over the course of a week. <laughs> like it's just these big knives. Oh, I'm gonna buy this knife. Yeah, it's cool. What a cool thing. Yeah, I'm gonna get a logger knife. And, no, 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 dude, you can't bring that on the plane. And so I looked over. There was like. 25 of them in the thing. Just these knives. It's pretty unsettling when you see just like, oh, all these people tried to bring these knives on the plane. But it's this whole thing about about what people tried to do when this was a, a you know a souvenir that people brought. So we feel a little bit better about that. But oh man. 
the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks in for Mike tonight. So that's just the, the appetizer with what's going on in Major League Baseball because the big story that is come over from last night is Tigers broadcaster Jack Morris has been suspended indefinitely after comments he made about Shohei Otani during last night's Tigers-Angels broadcast. Now, he tried to make a joke about Shohei Otani and what it would be like to pitch to him, and things kind of got out of control. Here's Morris from last night, and here's the apology he put out in the ninth inning of the game a night ago. Now what do you do with Shohei Otani? Be very, better careful. Well, folks, uh, Shohei Otani is coming to the plate, and it's been brought to my attention, and I sincerely apologize if I offended anybody, especially anybody in the Asian community, for what I said about pitching and being careful to uh, Jose or Shohei Otani. I did not intend for any offensive thing, and I apologize if I did. Certainly respect and have the utmost respect for this guy. Don't blame a pitcher for walking. So that was Jack Morris last night. He got suspended from the game tonight, so he didn't get to see Shohei Otani hit home run number 40 and pitch eight innings, uh, and the Angels beat the Tigers 3-1. to one. But, you know, I look at this, Bucky, and I see this. Okay, here's Jack Morris. He thought he was making a funny joke, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. So, oh, so so come on and apologize. But what, I, but what gets me about it is that twice he ran the, hey, if I offended anybody, I'm sorry. You know what? Just apologize. If you if if you have to apologize, if what you did was out of bounds, look, maybe that wasn't the smartest thing to do. Just say you're sorry. Because when you say, if I offended anybody, and he went out of his way to say it twice, mm-hmm. that tells me that's a guy that's not genuine with wanting to say, hey, I'm sorry. This is, hey, I don't think I offended anybody. But hey, if I did, you know, and you took it r- way out of, the, out of the realm of you should have taken it, hey, then I'm sorry. But it's only it, really because I don't think I did anything wrong. But if I did, I want you to know that, hey, I'm sorry for it. Like, just own it. It, it, it It's easy to say you're sorry. Sometimes less is more. But when you give me that, if I offended someone, then I know, okay, you're not really sorry. And you're just saying something because you feel you have to. Yeah, no, I I think that's the main thing. You talk about owning it. Just having a high level of personal accountability. And so if you offend somebody, own it, apologize, particularly if it comes from the heart where you are sorry or remorseful for the remarks that you made. Just go right at it, attack it head on, and then kind of deal with the fallout. But what you can't do is kind of hedge your bet. Like, I mean, I, I wasn't trying to be offensive, but if I did, like, just own it. As you said, it. like, just be very direct, be very clear, be contrite um, so you can turn the page. You know, and I don't know that if he gave a better – apology he, he wouldn't have seen a suspension because it would have been weird to see him work the game tonight when Otani's mm-hmm. not only playing but he's pitching but it's certainly you know, look he got he got an indefinite suspension so we don't know when he's going to actually be back but I think a better apology goes a long way I mean look in, in that's one thing about the United States if you apologize for something if you if, if you're so you get forgiven mm-hmm. mainly if, 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 if you do something hey listen you know what I was an idiot I said something I shouldn't have said I thought I was being funny. Look, I could do this for a living. I could tell people how to apologize for a living. Like, I could be the apology consultant. Look, you did something bad, I'll tell you what to say. Right? Like, had he just said, you know, I thought I was saying something. I thought I was being funny. Clearly, I wasn't. And I understand that that, that would, did not go over how I thought it was. I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have said that. My, my brain got ahead of my mouth. And I apologize for that. That's not something I should have done. I should have thought better before I said it. That's my fault. 
I think that that kind of apology goes a long way instead of if I offended you. Because once you say if in an apology, like I said, now I doubt I completely doubt your sincerity. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. It it is you being the uh, apology apology expert. I mean, you hit it like being able to account, be accountable for your actions, being able to be direct, address the situation for which you're remorseful for and then move on. Like, just try not to hedge your bet. Just say it and then move on with it. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Bucky at Bucky Brooks, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Uh, Bucky in for Mike. I mean, look, and, and now who knows when Jack Morris gets back. All he had to do was just say you're sorry a little mm. bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up next, he's not quite saying he's sorry, but he really doesn't want this year to be known as the Aaron Rodgers farewell tour in Green Bay. Oh, we'll get into Aaron Rodgers, how Bucky thought Jordan Love played this past weekend. Are the Packers in trouble if they got to go to him? Oh, all that and more. Keep it right here. That's next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Oh, little Ronnie James Dio, everybody. Bucky Brooks in for Mike Harmon tonight. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go. You think of calling for a ride home. Nah, what's the worst can happen? You get pulled over. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Well, we're going to get to the Aaron Rodgers story coming up in a few minutes because we have a special guest joining us now on the hotline to break down the bombshell that we got tonight or earlier today from Draymond Green and Kevin Durant doing a podcast and an interview that they are starting out, new thing, Venture for Draymond Green. They talked about the well-publicized event in 2018 in which they got an argument that spilled off the basketball court and into the locker room. Potentially, this was what pushed Kevin Durant to leave the Warriors and sign with the Brooklyn Nets eventually. But when... Draymond and KD talked about it. They didn't seem to blame each other. Uh, They talked about how it was GM Bob Myers and head coach Steve Kerr's fault that they let the situation fester and didn't try to solve it. Here's Draymond Green from the interview that says, oh, no, it's not our fault. It's their fault. Y'all about this up. I said the only person that can make this right is me and K. And there's nothing that y'all can do and y'all are going to this up. And in my opinion, they it up. I think so too. <laughs> they told me right then and there, like, we're going to suspend you for this game. I laughed in their face, literally laughed in their face. And Bob said to me, he said, uh, wow, that was not the reaction I was looking for or expecting. KD went on to say, yes, it was about Myers and Kerr not trying to figure out a solution, and that's why he left. You talk about bombshells. With us now, Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1, NBA insider, longtime friend of the show. Rick, you're going to get your wish. We're not going to mention the Knicks during tonight because I don't know that we're going to get past Draymond and KD here. Well, then I'm just not doing this segment. (laughs) I'm going to be like... I'm going to be like Kelly Oubre Jr. If you're not starting me, then I'm I'm going to go to Charlotte. So, uh, <laughs> oh no, oh. I'll soldier through. I'll soldier through. This is too okay. good. This is too good to pass up. I, oh wait, I don't, oh, we I'll, I'll be Monte Ginobili. I have no problem coming off the bench for this one. Oh, uh, we were giving you your exit music now. Okay, all right, all right. Well, well, I guess we'll stay with us. All right, hey, what's your big takeaway from from this today? Because I look at this and I go. How badly does Draymond Green want to stay with the Warriors after something like this gets out? Yeah, well, here's the thing. If if he was that upset, you would have thought that we were talking about why Draymond Green left. Because the way this was portrayed and the way it was handled, if this is an accurate portrayal of it, and this is what we don't know. I mean, this, is, this is the heart of what we don't know. Did Steve Kerr and Bob Myers ever try to get KD and Draymond Green into a room to hash it out or did they simply because they were on pins and needles walking on eggshells whatever analogy you want to use cliche about already feeling as if Kevin Durant wasn't planning to stay were they so fearful of upsetting him 
that they were like, okay, you know, we can, this might have been two guys going at it. And to me it was um, because did Draymond Green turn the ball over in the situation and did Kevin Durant want the ball? I mean, they were practically fighting for the rebound when they first got it. Did it send them to overtime in the game? Yes, all, all of that. But I can tell you, if you're a player of Draymond Green's status, I don't care who it is, if they're clapping their hands for the ball, that is, that's the same as on the playground. Hey, Jack, I'll give it to you when you get it. And I understand KD is the guy, and, and Draymond should have passed it. But th- there was two guys involved here that if you're a championship team, you don't treat each other that way when a mistake is made. Draymond Green knew he screwed up. You don't need to, you don't need to let him know. And so I don't know how the Warriors ultimately, if it's, if it's an accurate portrayal, it's possible that they tried to get those two guys in a room at the time and they weren't willing to do it or KD wasn't willing to do it. But Draymond Green said the reason that he wanted to do this, he wanted to talk about it because he wanted to get it off his chest because he's been the one who has been blamed for Kevin Durant leaving. And he basically took whatever it was that he was carrying on his shoulders or on his chest and he dumped it on Bob Myers and Steve Kerr's head. And for KD to co-sign that is one thing because he's no longer there. But for Draymond Green to do it, while he's still part of the organization, like ultimately the only thing that's gained out of it is Draymond Green is trying to clear his name at the expense of the team that he plays for. And I've got to believe that there got to be more conversations had before this team shows up in training camp in order to clear the clear the air on how Draymond cleared the air on that situation. So, so Rick, the the Warriors will take offense to Draymond Green doing this because, in my my, my standpoint, I I kind of view Draymond as a guy that kind of spouse off anyway. Like that's kind of his personality. They yeah. would see this as a bigger deal because this is something that even goes beyond the normal Draymond Green kind of going off and being transparent or yeah. loud and bodacious. Yeah, no, 100%. Because Bucky, what, they're, what, what he's basically doing is he's suggesting that Steve Kerr and Bob Myers don't know how to do their job. Mm. Now, he may have had disagreements with Steve Kerr. And, and to me, again, that's the distinction. It's like guys have had differences on teams. The fact that they had this difference, and I don't even blame Draymond in the, in the circumstance. Like, he ran KD off. Uh, nor did KD stay that, that he left because of this. He just said, yeah, they didn't handle it correctly. I think that's being, being misinterpreted here. But whatever Draymond Green has complained about, it's never been about someone not knowing how to do their job. They may have a disagreement in philosophy. Um, They may be emotionally upset about a certain circumstance or a loss. But this goes way deeper than that. And what he's doing is he's undermining the authority, whether he knows it or not. He's undermining the authority of Steve Kerr and Bob Myers with a team that has a lot of young players on it that now if they're listening to Draymond, they're looking at Steve and Bob in a different, in a different light. Free agents who might want to come play for the Warriors 
are looking at them in a different light. I just don't know that Draymond Green knows the extent of the damage he did to those two guys by what he said. And I just have to question this. Did it need to be said? Were you just, if you were doing it just for your benefit, at this point, what is the value of revisiting that and putting it on Steve and Bob, even if that's accurate, which we still, getting only one side of it, I don't know that I'm ready to go quite that far. Well, what, what, let us play the devil's advocate side, because obviously it's, it's about Draymond's situation now. Can he stay in Golden State, right? How big of a deal, as you said, what kind of damage did he do? How yeah. much credence could you give to the fact, look, Draymond's a smart guy. He knows when he says stuff. He knows what it means. He knows what the impact Ooh. is. How much Ooh. of it could be, you know what, I want out. Ooh. And this is his Ooh. way of saying, you know what, I want out, Ooh. and I'm going to torch Ooh. the place on my way. <laughs> oh, Jason, I, I smell what you're stepping in right there. It, um, I, I don't know, but I would not put it past him. And the reason is because of a guy that he played with on Team USA, who I know would love to have Draymond Green in his in in his uniform, mm. and that's Damian, and that's Damian Lillard. Mm, so Damian yeah. Lillard would. Would love to have Draymond Green. That's the Draymond Green is the player that the Portland Trailblazers have been trying to find for the last four or five years, and he's exactly the kind of player that you need uh, next to C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard to make that team work. And if you do that, then uh, Damian Lillard, there's no more talk about or even thought by Damian Lillard of going anyplace else. So. I don't know it, but again, if we're searching for a reason for for Draymond to do it, that's about as good of one as I can think of. Mm, man, that's all it took. It took a little road trip to Tokyo to get Draymond yeah, Green hey. fired up to start. Um, hey, kind of commiserating that's how the, that's how the original out. big three in Miami. They, they it was on a on an Olympic trip to China, if I'm not mistaken where those guys first started hatching their plan. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes on on those Team USA trips, evidently. Hey, Rick, I have to ask you something that's non-related to Draymond and the thing, because I'm curious, obviously in L.A., like, if so much hype was around the L.A. Clippers and Kawhi and all these guys, and it seems like they've kind of traded, because you remember this was a team that was, what is it, grit and grind or whatever they that, that was their mantra. It seems like they're trading away all the grimy players and they've embraced all the glam with Kawhi and PG. What is the future for this Clipper squad? Yeah, you know, I, I, I wouldn't look at it like that. I, I think that they did go from Lob City, which was more glitz and glam, to more of a gritty team. Grit and grind is actually Memphis, but but the Clippers embraced the same concept, same idea uh, with Montrez Harrell and Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams. But that team was there. Uh, in my estimation, there were too many Cowboys in that rodeo. Like there were too many guys that lived by the swag and they needed more chemistry and more emotional poise than those guys playing with the edge that they did. And I actually, 
I like the direction that they've gone. Look, they still got Reggie Jackson, so their meter as far as craziness is still well <laughs> above the average. I mean, he, he alone can carry that mantle for them just fine. But, um, you know, trading out a Montrez Harrell for a surge of Baca, uh, I thought was a good move. Luke Kennard for Landry Shamet, I thought was a good move. Uh, Terrence Mann being moved up in the rotation. I, I actually, I like what they have built over the last year. And the biggest problem wasn't uh, that they, they moved on from Pat Bev. The problem was Pat Bev's making $14 million, and they had uh, 16 guaranteed contracts or 15 guaranteed contracts, and, they, and that was before re-signing like Nick Batum um, and, and maybe even Reggie Jackson. So they, they had to create more ro- uh, roster space, and Pat Bev and Rajon Rondo were just, you know, the odd men out. And at $14 million, Pat Bev isn't a $14 million, player, uh, $14 million player anymore. And the other part is, is that, if, like, he was – I've never been more impressed with Pat Bev than I was during these playoffs when he was getting yo-yoed in and out of the starting lineup, in and out of the rotation – and every time he played, he gave you everything he, he had. And, and it didn't change his demeanor whatsoever. And I thought he was really effective. Now, the question would be, uh, based on you know, how Reggie Jackson played and Terrence Mann moving up in the rotation and the pieces that they have, Pat Bev was probably going to have to deal with that all next season. Would he be willing, would he still be a good soldier if that was the role that he was going to have to play. And I have my doubts that he would have. So the combination of having to make a roster move and really looking around and not having any other, I wouldn't have traded. I mean, Serge Ibaka was the other option and uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade him and it probably would have been difficult to do so because he's just coming off back surgery. Most people aren't going to make a deal for him until they see him play again. So I, I get why they did it. Um, I, just, I did a podcast on this, which is it, the deal actually makes sense and it might even work. I don't know if it's going to work, <laughs> but I understand why they did it and who they did it with. All right, Rick, lastly, uh, hey, you know, the, the weekly conversation about the Lakers uh, and their veterans that they are signing and pursuing. Yesterday they work out Isaiah Thomas, Darren Collison. Yeah. Today they work out Paige Stoyakovich and Alonzo Mourning. I, All right. <laughs> hold, 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 hold on, hold on, though, hold on, though. Okay. They they didn't work them out. This is what I love. LeBron worked them out. Like we just take it as a foregone conclusion that he's the GM of the team now. I mean, I, this is really this is amusing to me now. Where it's like Le, we're not even trying to disguise that LeBron decides who's on the roster. Now, guys, it's just coming to him and work. I mean, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they worked out at his house, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, look, come on over. Uh, it, it, it's no, uh, but um, anyway, you ask your question. I just, I, I couldn't. I'm so amused by that. Like, we've just taken, we've ripped the, we've ripped the, the, uh, the curtain off of the fact that LeBron James basically runs the Lakers. Uh, you know, look, obviously he likes all the vets. And if, uh, you know, hey, this could work. If, if he keeps working all these guys out, Rick, eventually, you know, they're going to hit on some over 30 guys are going to work out for him. Yeah. I, I, you know, the funny thing is, is you look at all the guys that they worked out. And I've also heard that 
um, now that Pat Dev has been moved on to Minnesota, there's a better chance that Rajon stays in Memphis. But I had heard that if they decided to let him go or, or move on, if he became available, there's a possibility he could wind up going back to L.A., that to the Lakers. Oh, God. That would, that would depend <laughs> on, obviously, yeah, I know. But, I, hey, look, um, I don't know what to tell you. I, it, it, here's the thing. If you're going to go down this road where you're going to say we're – I mean, what they're really trying to do is to recapture the same thing that they had two years ago when they won in the bubble and when they were really good during the regular season is that they got a bunch of guys that everybody discounted and that all had a chip on their shoulder because everybody said they were done. I get the sense they're trying to recreate that same mindset. So the more guy, Isaiah Thomas, fits right into that category. Uh, certainly you could say Russ, Russ Westbrook does. Uh, you can go down the line. Like all the old guys that they brought in um, have been, you know, people have devalued them and, and they're proud guys. Now, I don't know that physically they have enough and chances are you're not going to get three months off and then play in the bubble. Uh, so I don't know that this uh, this blueprint will work, but I understand why they're doing it, and I actually I respect it. I, I may disagree with the, the the model. I may say that the model's not going to work, but they're being consistent. They have a plan. They have a vision, and they're executing it. And I'm never going to be mad at somebody for having an idea and seeing if it works. It's the people that either change in midstream or don't seem to have a plan that I have a greater issue with. So I don't think it's going to work, but I, I, again, in much the same way with the Clippers trade, I get why they're doing what they're doing. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1, NBA analyst and inside of the book Rebound with Brian Grant available. Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, wherever you buy books. Rick, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. And despite the fact we didn't talk Knicks, thanks for sticking around. I appreciate it. Kemba, yo. <laughs> hey, he's not just healthy. He's super healthy. Okay, he's super yeah. healthy. That's He'll be playing 48 difference. minutes the first, the first night, and he'll be That's... on the shelf for two weeks. <laughs> oh, always great stuff from Rick Buecher. Oh, my goodness. Buck, you like what the Lakers are doing with all these vets they're, they're bringing into play now? Um, I understand it. I just worry about, <laughs> I worry about the regular season because they got to get to the regular season. Like, I think it's a great strategy for the postseason, but can you keep everybody healthy for the regular season? That's the bigger thing. And so I feel like you need some young gunners, some young uh, players that can do some of the dirty work in the regular season. And then when you get to the postseason, that's when you can lean on Camelo and some of those guys to come in and spot duty. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca Bucky at Bucky Brooks coming up next now uh, Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't want this year to be a big farewell tour well it looks like that's what it's going to be is Jordan Love ready if he has to play oh Bucky and I chop it up and break it down coming up next right here Fox be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern 7 p.m. Pacific 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Bucky Brooks in for Mike Harmon tonight. Thanks to Rick Buecher for stopping by. We'll get more into the Draymond Green KD bombshell coming up next hour. 
But uh, today, Buck, uh, Aaron Rodgers meeting the media, and look, he's you know he's going to continue to drag the Green Bay Packers as long as he can. Uh, said he doesn't want 2021 to be his farewell tour. Right? He wants to enjoy every minute of this, and he wants to you know still uh, you know be live in the moment. But listen, don't make it seem like I'm going somewhere. Is there any way he's still there after this year? Is there any way at the end of 2021, short of firing Brian Kudekunst, that that Aaron Rodgers says, yes, I'm going to stay here and I, I can play again with the Packers? Really, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any choice. It's all on the Packers. Like all, all of that stuff, the sweetheart deal that the Packers reportedly did, it really was the same thing that they had on the table before. They just made nice with the semantics and they gave him Randall Cobb. Outside of that, the Packers are going to evaluate Aaron Rodgers after this. And I think what people need to understand, the reason why the Packers drafted Jordan Love is because in the three seasons prior to drafting Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers' completion percentage and his passer rating had declined in each of those years. And he was high 30s in terms of age. And so when you're in the Green Bay Packers, you're trying to figure out, is this the end? Is this where he's about to fall off the cliff? We need to get our next next quarterback and do it. And also remember the relationship that Aaron Rodgers had with Mike McCarthy and then with uh, Matt LaFleur, you worried about, is this guy going to take coaching? Meaning you heard the issues about audibling and him killing plays and all this other stuff. So it made it really hard for the play caller to construct an offense because Aaron Rodgers was doing his own thing. Now he got mad because they drafted Jordan Love and what did he do? He complied with Matt LaFleur. They put him in a more structured offense. He played at an MVP level. So now the thing would be, which Aaron Rodgers is going to show up? The one that was compliant and really played within the structure of the offense and it wasn't as much freestyle or the surly guy that kind of shows up, the snarky guy that is like, I know everything and I'm going to play my own way. Because we've seen both of them play and he's won MVPs both ways but the older player needs more of the structure I just wonder if he's going to play like that so he can continue to maybe dictate the terms and put pressure on the Packers to keep him instead of them saying see we told you he's declining let's move on if they get to the end of the season and they want to evaluate right now where things sit because we're not going to get a chance as the season goes on what you've seen from Jordan Love what you saw in the first preseason game do you like where he's at do you have questions about him where are you on him I mean, look, I, th- I think he's fine, but we won't know how good Jordan Love is until he really plays. I think the bigger thing is how good is Matt LaFleur? Because based on how he whined and begged and pleaded for Aaron Rodgers to come back, <laughs> I don't know how good he is when it comes to being able to develop the quarterback. And so that's where the real pressure comes. Can Matt LaFleur take a young quarterback and build an offense around him? Because I, I will point people to this. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, that Tennessee offense looked different after Matt LaFleur than it did when he was in charge. And so I just wonder, I wonder how good he is without a five-star talent at his disposal and a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Can he make Jordan Love look like a five-star player by scheming things up and making the game easy for him? That's what the great coaches are able to do. You know, I, I look at the Packers and go – 
maybe they're better off if they got to hide him because if he's not ready, it's a storyline that hangs over the team throughout the entire rest of the preseason, regular season. Even though it's the preseason, mm-hmm. boy, Jordan Love was terrible. He was. I don't know that not playing him, and you have the excuse with the with the shoulder. Hey, maybe we don't play him a couple of weeks. You can buy more time. So when you do actually have to see him. He's the most ready he's going to be because at some point they got to put him out there. They, you know, they planted mm-hmm. their flag on him and said, you're going to succeed Aaron Rodgers and you got to get out there. And if you put him out there and he's terrible, boy, that, that's just going to just continue to dog the Packers all the way through. It is going to dog the Packers, but what I think Packers fans should be able to go back to is remember what Aaron Rodgers looked like when he first uh, got into the lineup. Because remember, it took him three years before he played. And if you go back and read the reports from those first two years when he was playing in preseason – it wasn't good. It wasn't like everyone in Green Bay knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to be what he turned out to be. And so I think there needs to be a little patience exhibited with Jordan Love. But in a way, Aaron Rodgers had made life even more difficult for Jordan Love with this charade or this thing. It's just tough. Twitter at how about a fresca Bucky at Bucky Brooks, the Jason Smith show with Mike Carbon. Bucky in from Mike. We got more NFL on the way coming up next as after the Dak Prescott news today, are the Cowboys screwed? This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.